the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. And good morning. I'm Gary Randall. Thank you so much for joining me today. It's Thursday, August the 3rd, 2023, in the year of our Lord. On August 3rd, 2019, a gunman opened fire at Walmart store in El Paso, Texas, leaving 22 people dead. Prosecutors said that Patrick Crucis was targeting Mexicans in hopes of scaring Latinos into leaving the U.S., Today in 1492, Christopher Columbus set sail from Spain on a voyage that took him to the present-day Americas. Today in 1916, Irish-born British diplomat Roger Casement, he was a strong advocate of independence for Ireland, he was hanged for treason. He was hanged for treason because he wanted liberty and freedom, like our founding fathers wanted from England. Today in 1936, Jesse Owens, Native American of the United States, he won the first of his four gold medals at the Berlin Olympics as he took the 100-meter sprint. Today in 1981, U.S. air traffic controllers went on strike. Despite a warning from President Ronald Reagan, he said, don't do that. He said, I will fire you if you go on strike. They said, sure, sure, we don't believe politicians. So they went on strike and he fired them. He fired them all. And he replaced them like he promised he would. Oh, we need more politicians like Ronald Reagan. One year ago today, voters in Kansas rejected a ballot measure that would have allowed the uh, Republican-controlled legislature to tighten restrictions on abortion or even ban the procedure outright. Associated Press wrote a little piece on this this morning. They said the result was considered a resounding message about the desire to protect abortion rights from a conservative state in the first test of a voter sentiment after Roe v. Wade fell. I think they're wrong. I think they're dead wrong. They're often wrong, in my view. I think that was the result of Christians not coalescing around that issue and getting out and voting. I looked at the voting numbers, and they were down on that election. Elections matter. We need to pay attention. We need to be engaged in what's happening in our world. We're living in unusual times. Some call them perilous times. In the last letter that Paul would ever write before he would be executed because of his faith in Jesus Christ and his public proclamation of that, sometimes it costs a lot to preach the gospel of Jesus Christ. In the last letter that Paul would write to a young pastor named Timothy, we know it as 2 Timothy, he said this in chapter 3, This know also that in the last days perilous times shall come. For men shall be lovers of their own selves, covetous, boasters, proud, blasphemers, disobedient to parents, unthankful, unholy, 
without natural affection, truce breakers, false accusers, incontinent, meaning without restraint, fierce, despisers of those that are good, traitors, heady, high-minded, lovers of pleasures more than lovers of God, having a form of godliness, but denying the power thereof. Paul says, from such, turn away. For of this sort are they which creep into houses and lead captive silly women laden with sins, led away with divers' lusts, ever learning and never able to come to the knowledge of truth. Now as Janus and Jambres withstood Moses, so do these also resist the truth. Men of corrupt minds reprobate concerning the faith. But they shall, they shall proceed no further, for their folly shall be manifest unto all men, as theirs also was. That's not hardly a get up and let's have a good day speech, is it? But it's the word of the Lord, inspired, infallible word of the Lord. Many of us believe we're living in the last days, and it's obvious that the things that Paul predicted would be happening in these days are indeed happening. Does any of what I just read sound familiar? Of course it does. Blasphemy, traitors, heady, high-minded, lovers of pleasure rather than lovers of God, having a form of godliness. Our president gives the world a profile on having a form of godliness, claiming to be devout Catholic and then turning around and, and the most powerful office in the world, using his office, he takes positions against what his own Catholic Church believes in. They've tried to rein him in since he became president, but he's not paying any attention to them. He's going to do what he's going to do because he's obsessed with the spirit of this age, these perilous times. And so are a lot of others in leadership, some unfortunately in very powerful leadership positions. Most of us have heard that another, a third indictment has been filed against former President Trump. It just doesn't end. It just keeps going. Federal grand jury has indicted former President Donald Trump for his alleged efforts to overturn the election. Grand jury voted on Tuesday to charge the former president with crimes related to the 2020 election and January 6th including conspiracy and obstruction of uh, charges. I want to talk to you a little bit about January 6th, about the implication of it, not the details of it. I hope you've seen what Tucker Carlson put out. That's probably what pushed him over the edge as far as Fox firing him on the spot on a Monday morning when he was preparing to do his show later that afternoon. He They literally fired him. He just walked out of the building with his, I don't know, his toothbrush and his coffee mug, I guess. But they fired him, and that's what really pushed them over the edge from what everything I've read. And I don't know Tucker, and I haven't talked to him, of course, but from everything I've read about how his firing took place at Fox, it was really about the fact that he was getting too close to the truth. He was turning the light on a little too bright, even for Fox News. And Fox is going through a tremendous you know, revamping now. I've mentioned this before, but Paul Ryan, for which I have little to no respect, former Speaker of the House, so-called Republican. He's on the board. He's guiding them into this new era of Fox. And I, I can tell you, people, 
I'm not the only one that feels this way. And I think many of you listening probably do as well, but I, I'm not boycotting Fox. I don't intend to do that, but I, I don't, I just don't find myself listening or watching Fox news channel as much as I used to, because I just don't trust a lot of what I see on there. And I know the pressure, there are some really good people and I watch their programs. Hannity's a good guy. And Laura is pretty good. What's her name? Ingram. And some of those, and I, I, I watch it just to be informed as to what they're saying, but it isn't like it used to be. It isn't the way it was that made it the powerhouse news channel that it became. So anyway, I digress. But anyway, I want to talk to you a little bit about January 6th and its implication, not the details of it today, because it sort of fits into what the scripture that I read from from. Paul's last letter that he would ever write, and he wrote it to Timothy. We're experiencing all of that today, and there is a spirit of lawlessness, and it's beginning to be exposed in this whole matter. They just keep piling. This isn't going to be a defense of Trump. It's going to be a defense of truth. But they just keep piling on Donald Trump. I'm wondering if he said, I retire, I bought an island out in the, you know, somewhere off the coast of whatever, Venezuela or wherever all those islands are out there that I've never been to on the cruise ship stop and all that. If he said, I'm going to move out there, I'm leaving Mar-a-Lago, I'm not going to be involved in politics anymore, I promise I will never say another public word, he would never do that. But if he did, could they then get over him? I don't know that they could. I think that the left is so obsessed with Donald Trump, I don't think they can ever let it go. I don't think there are any circumstances under which they could say, okay, well, we won. Let's put Donald Trump to, to sleep now and forget about him and let's move on. I don't think they can do that. And they call themselves progressives. They're stuck in the mud in the past and they can't get over someone they can't control. And that's what's happening in this. Interestingly enough, there's a story out there this morning, just out this morning, Special Counsel Jack Smith, he's the guy that's making these charges on Trump, the new ones, this third indictment. His team made a startling admission, I believe it is, and the, the press will play this down. That's why I'm mentioning this on this program today. And I realize I'm not talking to the whole nation, but I'm talking to you and to a lot of others like you. And thank you to all of you who are listening. I'm honored. But they're... Um, startling omission in this case against uh, Donald Trump, the the last one, this re most recent indictment. They have already admitted lying to the court. The guy, this Jack Smith, the guy that brought these charges against, against Trump on behalf of the Democrat Party, they've already admitted lying to the court. They've acknowledged in a new court filing that they just filed that they failed to turn over all the evidence to Mr. Trump's legal team as required by law, and they falsely claimed to the judge that they had. Here we go. The media will be soft on this. They won't report it, the mainstream media. But Smith said in a July 31st court filing that its classified documents case against the former president that it had incorrectly claimed during a July 18 court hearing that it had provided all Mar-a-Lago surveillance footage to Mr. Trump's defensive attorneys as required by law. They lied. They didn't do it. 
Now they're trying to cover themselves and they're going into great detail as to why they didn't do it and blah, blah, blah. But this comes under what's called the Brady Rule. That's prosecutors in a criminal trial have a constitutional duty to disclose all evidence to the defendant's legal team, including information that is favorable to the accused and could reduce a potential sentence. That's the law. That's the constitutional law in America. Did they do that? No. They purposely didn't. I don't know if it was purposely. I want to be careful here, or I'll be, anyway. I don't know what whether it was purposefully or not, but they did it. And now they're they're obviously afraid it's going to come out. So they, they're they trying to get ahead of what they did. And they're saying, oh, we made a mistake. We're so sorry, and blah, blah, blah. And they're refiling and all of this. That's kind of the level of corruption that we're living in in our t- day and time. That's why it's so important that we have a clear, excuse me, a clear guiding light in our lives. And there's so many fake guiding lights out there. There, I mean, there's so many people, there's so much noise telling us, you know, walk ye here and walk there and do this and do that. And if you do this, you'll have, if you take this pill, if you eat this, you know, root off this bush somewhere. I I mean, every part of our life, we're getting all of this information that if we do this, such and such will happen and so on. I mean, it's just a time. It's exactly the way Paul defined it to Timothy. He said in the last days, he said, there are going to be perilous times. He said, men are going to be covetousness and accusers and they're going to be without restraint. I mean, there's nothing they won't do. They're fierce despisers of those that are good that try to do good. Anyway, the <laughs> I've read through the charges on this January 6th matter that is now before the world. I'm wondering if it isn't more of an attack on the Constitution than it is an attack on Donald Trump. I think we should look at it that way for at least a couple of minutes this morning. Yesterday, the Daily Wire, their morning wire brief they put out early every morning, I read it. They said this. They said, Special Counsel Jack Smith says that ultimately Trump made knowingly false claims. They're accusing Trump of what they were doing. They failed to make truthful claims, so they're, failed, they're, now, they're charging Trump of knowingly false, making knowingly false claims about the election, and they tried to create an intense national atmosphere of mistrust and anger. I'm quoting Smith, the guy that didn't tell the judge everything he was supposed to tell him till after the fact. Anyway, he said they're trying to create an intense national atmosphere of mistrust and anger and erode public faith in the administration of the election. That's the other side of that coin is they as I have had questions about the last election, not because Donald Trump lost necessarily, but because I can't believe, and I'm fairly educated in what's going on in our world today, and I can't believe that 81 million people would vote for Joe Biden. I mean, I just can't believe it. Do I have a right to believe that, though? Well, according to this 
indictment against Trump. I don't. Because if you believe something that's false, according to them, and if you say it out loud, you're indicted. That's what this is about. The indictment says the president spent months spreading false rumors and allegations of election irregularities. This George Washington law professor, Jonathan Turley, he weighed in on this yesterday and he said, really, is that, I mean, he, he's, he's, he's a law professor at George Washington uh, University Law School and he's often in the media and he's not a really a conservative, but he said, really, is that a criminal issue? He said, I mean, is that the basis of this conspiracy? Well, a lot of people that are not as educated in the law, including myself, as he is, are asking the same question. The indictment repeatedly claims that Trump and his co-conspirators either told directly by sources that their election fraud claims were false or that they simply didn't have the hard evidence of it before taking action. Okay, I'm not, again, this is not defense of Trump. This is defense of truth. And if I can see this in the Constitution, surely these guys who are constitutionalists, I mean, I would think they could see it. I'm not that smart. They're supposed to be really smart. So if you if if you believe something that ultimately isn't true, as they say, you know, fiddling with the election isn't true. Nobody, the election was pure. It was great. I want it to be. I want America to have elections that I, as a citizen, I can mark my ballot, punch a hole, whatever you do. I can do it and feel confident that my voice was heard. I'm one of 340 million or whatever there are, the population is now, and I voted, and before God, I voted what I felt in my heart and spirit was right, and it counts. That's what I want as an individual. I think that's what you want. I think it's what millions of us want. If it's a fair election and somebody like a Joe Biden who can't even stand up and talk straight, I mean, really, he can't. All we want is just to know that the election was mostly <laughs> mostly legitimate. 81 million people in America? I don't think so. Trump responded to the indictment almost immediately. He was doing what he does, maybe too much. He was blasting Smith, accusing the Biden administration of weaponizing the Department of Justice to, quote, interfere with the 2024 presidential election. That is all true. It's true. That's exactly what they're doing. When our founding fathers finally agreed on what the Constitution of the United States should say and not say, and there was a lot of debate and it was got heated. People walked out. I mean, some of those guys walked out of the meeting. I've talked about that a lot here on this program. Anyway, they had just, they had finally decided this is it. This is what we're going to live by the Constitution of the United States. They had prayed. I mean, fervently prayed. On their knees prayed. They had talked. They had discussed. They had researched. And so they finally finished it. They said, this is it. Well, Ben Franklin stepped outside the building after they had made their decision and had had it crafted, our Constitution. Somebody standing nearby recognized him. They stepped over by him and asked, Mr. Franklin, what kind of a country have you given us? His answer, 
a republic, if you can keep it. The knowingly false statement raises the constitutional issue regarding what people think and say. What this really has come down to with Trump is that if you are misled by someone, follow me closely, if you're misled by someone and you believe that, if you believe that Joe Biden has nothing to do with Hunter Biden's business dealings, you have a right to believe that, even if it's false. And under our Constitution, you have a right to say it out loud. You have a right to say, I don't believe Joe Biden is doing anything wrong. I don't think there's any corruption. You have a right to say that under our Constitution. You have a right to say it out loud. You have a right to think it, even if it's wrong. That's what this comes down to with Trump. What they're saying is he doesn't have a right to say publicly because they hate him to say publicly that he thinks the election was rigged. Yes, he was in a powerful office. He was president of the United States, just as powerful as Joe Biden is in now, the same office. But do we not have a right to express ourselves, even if we're wrong? If you start through, or even if we're lying, do we not have a right to speak openly in America anymore? Under the Constitution, we do, and that's what it was about. Those people were so oppressed, they couldn't speak the truth. They couldn't share their feelings. They couldn't say out loud what they felt in England. That's why they loaded up the ships and came to America and created a new country under God, indivisible, with liberty and justice for all. And the screaming left would say, oh, but look, that's so unjust or systemic racism and blah, blah, blah. Why don't they leave? Why don't they go back where we came from? Of course they're not going to do that. They're enjoying the bounty of an America. Flawed? Yeah. Have we done some things that we ought not to have done as a nation? Yes. But systemically racist? I don't think so. All of these things are tied to this this indictment in my view. And maybe I don't have a right to be saying this right now <laughs> in the minds of some. But you gotta think about these things. You gotta don't we have a right to express our thoughts? Statistics and polling show that our world is shrinking, not in a good way. Not only are basic freedoms under siege, but economic choices that many of us took for granted are slowly being taken away. When the Iron Curtain fell in 1989, and I've talked about this because I happened to be in Berlin as it was, quote, falling. I have a piece of that wall on my desk. I was watching these kids climbing on this wall with little sledgehammers, and they were beating on it. I mean, they, they could have never taken it down, but symbolically, they were up there beating on it. They were chanting and singing and, and celebrating. The wall had fallen. So when the Iron Curtain fell in, in 1989, there was a wave of optimism and excitement that freedom had been unleashed. There would be no going back to totalitarianism. But that soon faded in America and in the world. Something went wrong along the way. The Cato Institute says global studies show that for most of the world, freedom has been in decline for years. Add to that an economy consolidating under larger companies with consumers seeing their purchasing choices restricted. Fewer things available, fewer 
small companies able to survive. There was once a sense that freedom was winning, expanding across the globe. Now the future looks less free to most of the world, with fewer rights, fewer choices about how we live our lives. There's also a shrinking liberty in our world today. I don't mean to be just negative, but I mean, it is what it is. Attorney John Whitehead, he was a repeat guest on my daily television program that was on television on a number of network affiliates around the country. It was a morning show. And I interviewed guys like him and astronauts, and it was faith-based, but it was uh, a little bit different than this program. But I talked about some of these issues on television. He was a repeat guest on my program. It was from the late 70s through the 80s into the early 90s that I was on the air. And um, he, uh, I would have him on to talk about Christian civil liberties and so on. He's with the Rutherford Institute, and he's still going strong. But back in those days, he was talking about the vulnerability of our Constitution and our nation. Even during the Reagan administration, which he supported, he warned of the dark actors behind the scenes working to take down our country. Now John has taken a more radical view that the Constitution has been effectively terminated, effectively, because so much of it is now regularly ignored. He said, "Why?" He, he said, the, "The heavily armed government agencies and local police forces constitute a standing army on U.S. soil, and the Constitution is stands against that." He said, "They're ready to raid homes in violation of the Fourth Amendment." He said, "He gave these facts." He said, "The IRS has 4,500 guns, five million rounds of ammunition." He said, "The Veterans Administration has 11 million rounds of ammo." He said the Department of Health and Human Resources, believe it or not, has 4 million rounds of ammo. The Social Security Administration has 800,000 rounds of ammo and their special agents for their special agents and guns. He said even NASA has a SWAT team. Since 1980, SWAT raids have risen from 3,000 a year to 80,000 a year against our own citizens. Recently, we saw this pastor because he pushed a guy or confronted him because the guy was taking on his son. They were standing outside an abortion uh, clinic praying. You know the story. I talked about it here on this program, and others did as well, thankfully. They show up there with 17 armed people for this pastor and wake him up at 6 o'clock in the morning and drag him out. That's not the America our founders envisioned, and it's not the American I want. And I don't believe it's the America that God wants. God has blessed this nation for a purpose. Why do a lot of our police have to have grenade launchers now and the MRAPs, which are tanks on tires, in communities of 5,000 people? John Whitehead was asking the other day on some TV show I saw him, he said, is the Fourth Amendment dead? He notes that the First Amendment is under siege as well. A study, a recent Qualtrics study, found that most Americans under the age of 30 favor censorship if free speech hurts someone's feelings. That's where we are in our nation today. What do we do? I think we take a stand as never before. Together with God, I believe we can make a difference in our world because God says we can. And I'm certain that God's will for his people are to be salt and light, to take a stand, let your light shine, speak up, stand in the gap, 
whatever. But stand up and shine for Jesus and do what your hand finds to do. Thanks for being with me today. I'll see you tomorrow. Three-star general Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal record to the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.